Why do you have to believe God for a specific thing? Why can't you just believe God to believe God for who he is? Everybody loves to hear good news and a true story. Life's Been Different is a podcast that influences individuals like you and I to live life differently by becoming better people and better at living life. So get ready to open your heart to encounter him. Then go and tell the world why your life's been different. Welcome to the Life's Been Different podcast. My name is Marco, Marco Moncada, and I'm so excited specifically for this episode. Let me tell you a couple of reasons why. One, because today we have another testimony episode. And the second reason is because today is episode 85. Can you believe it? 85 episodes. It's like this thing is this. There's a mass amount of episodes now. There's so much content for you to go back and listen to, to to strengthen your heart, to strengthen your soul, to catch past revelations, to go back and listen to some notes. You know, I try to title each and every episode specifically to grab your attention on topics that you can go back to. Like one of my favorite episodes that I personally go back and listen to is a clean and clear conscience. A clean and clear conscience. I love that episode because when when I caught the revelation that you have to feed your conscience the right things to take away the wrong things, it was a game changer for me. So like I said, my name is Marco Moncada and I'm so excited that you have joined us, that you have decided to give me and this platform some of your time today. I know that time is at a premium. It's the one thing that you cannot get back. And I wanna tell you today that you will not waste your time. You will not waste the next 30 minutes of your life giving your attention to this specific episode. The Life's Been Different podcast has two different platforms, formats, ways that we go about our podcast. The first format is all about the principles behind living your best life, the privilege of changing your mind, and of course, both formats end with the gospel of Jesus Christ and how he changes lives. The second format is all about sharing people's testimonies and how Jesus Christ changed their life. And today we have a very special testimony that I'm going to introduce in just a couple of moments. You Just so you know, this is a weekly podcast that influences individuals to live life differently by becoming better people and by becoming better at living life. If this is your first time joining us on the Life's Been Different podcast, welcome to our community. I'm so grateful from the bottom of my heart and with my whole heart I'm grateful that you have joined us. If you would please do me a favor and follow wherever you're listening, follow us on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, subscribe to us on our YouTube channel, or follow the Instagram page at Life's Been Different. Being that we are a testimonial-based platform, if you would like to share your testimony on the Life's Been Different podcast, please email us at Life's Been Different at gmail.com and our team will respond 
to you accordingly with just a couple of instructions on how to be featured on the platform. Last little announcement or uh, acknowledgement, if you are in Tucson, Arizona and you are listening into the Life Spin Different radio program on KGMS 940 AM, driving in your whip on a Saturday at 1.30 PM, thank you so much for tuning in, tuning your radio station to 940 AM and listening to this podcast. I do not take your time for granted, and I hope that your drive is better by the value that this testimony today is going to add to your life. Let me give you just a couple of goals, or not couple of goals, but let me give you our goal. Let me give you our outline, and then I'm going to tell you our key verse, and then I'm going to introduce today's testimonial episode. Our goal for this episode is to lead people to believe God, just to believe him for his goodness and his ways. The outline is we are going to hear the remarkable story of how one of my new best friends, Justin Weller, believed God just to believe God and watched Jesus do something big for him. Our key verse today is Genesis 15, 6. I'm going to read it out of the NLT version. Abraham believed the Lord and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. That is a key verse for this episode and I really believe it is for this story that you're about to hear. So let me introduce to you my boy Justin Weller. Justin and I met a couple of I think a last year, maybe even a year and a half ago, I was a part of our high school ministry. I'm, we're both really, really good friends with the previous high school pastor who's now a, an executive pastor and a partner of mine in ministry. His name's Luke Esslinger. And, and I was, I was uh, partnering with Pastor Luke in our high school ministry at our church. And he invited me to go golfing. And, I, and thus, I met a new friend, Justin Weller. We went golfing and some time passed. Uh, some life happened and about a year or so ago we both kind of find ourselves back at the Anaheim campus like you guys have heard me mention before I am a part of a church called The Rock and I had moved from Anaheim California well I lived in Fullerton California but the church is in Anaheim and I went with two pastors to plant a campus of our church over in the beautiful city of sunny San Clemente and I had recently been called back to Anaheim and so we kind of reconnected. He saw me at the Young Adults Night and we just kind of talked, chopped it up and about a month or so went by. And in that time, and I'll explain a little bit after we hear the story, him and I have just gotten really, really close. And it's kind of like his story is the reason why I'm able to have my new personal testimony, which I'm going to share briefly at the end. So Justin Weller is one of my good friends. He's a man of God. I've never seen someone just give their whole heart to the work of the ministry open his place, open his home, open conversations just to help people live life differently. And I just, I can't say enough about him, but I want you to just lean into this story, lean into believing God for big things, and I will come back at the end with some thoughts. You know, so often in our lives as believers, we can just get ahead of the Lord, right? Like, He gives us an idea of what's to come, and then we try to make it happen on our own so we can show everybody how amazing he is, which he is. But really, all we need to do is just keep up with him daily. Let him give us the steps to be the one to bring what he said to pass. 
And I think if we're going to be honest with ourselves, most of our stories, they've probably got a mixture of both. Now, I personally have a lot of stories in my life where this is true, but there's one that happened recently that I believe the Lord wanted me to share to encourage those who are believing for big things. So last year in 2021, I got a word from the Lord that it was time to start saving money for a house. Now, keep in mind, I'm a single dude. I've got no kids. I'm living in an apartment in Orange. It's super cheap, easy to maintain, and I really had no interest in buying a home. But when Jesus says you do, you just do. Also, at that same time, this is when things were just insane in the housing market, right? People are getting double-digit numbers of offers. Buyers are offering hundreds of thousands of dollars over asking price and just waiving all contingencies to essentially buy these homes with no inspections, no valuations. And in other words, it was just absolutely nuts. Almost immediately, though, I started to look at the climate and start doubting if what I heard was the Lord. Like, how can this even possibly happen? And if it were to happen, there's no way that I can stay in California, right? Even if by some miracle that could be true, there's no way it could be in Orange County. I'd have to leave all of my friends, my family, my job, my church, and just to be realistic. This word from the Lord also happened to line up with a trip that I was taking with some friends of mine out of state, whereas most of you would probably agree, housing cost is significantly different than it is in California. So while we're out there, I took it upon myself to spend a couple days exploring homes in the area, and let me tell y'all, they were gorgeous. But while I was out there, I just never got the sense that I was supposed to leave California, even though I wanted to, more than you could imagine. So I get back home from this trip and I start saving. Like, I didn't have the details, but I knew I'd heard that one from the Lord, and I had that instruction to follow. But even in my saving, I started realizing I got a big problem. I can do math. I was able to afford a monthly payment, but I didn't have a down payment, nor could I see any way to come up with one outside of God coming through. But if he said it, it's up to him to make it happen. So I prayed for God to make a way. Some weeks have gone by now at this point, and one day I was casually talking to a relative just about my trip out of state and how I was low-key looking at houses out there just because the craziness in the market out here is just nuts. And, you know, I didn't say anything about a word from the Lord, just that I was starting to look into buying instead of renting. So that conversation ends. I just go about my day. And a few hours later, I got a call from this relative who just wanted to let me know that they were going to pull some money out of their house and give it to me so I can have a down payment to stay in California and stay local. Testimony over, right? Hold on, there's definitely more. So now we fast forward. It's August of 2021, and I was called onto the core ministry team for the Fullerton City Pastors. During that time, the Lord spoke to me again about this house. He let me know that Fullerton was where I was going to buy this house. More specifically, it was West Fullerton, and that I wasn't supposed to start looking for this house until October. While we're having meetings with this team, the conversations also kept drifting to the next generation, young adults, and I kept getting this sense there was something there for me, but I still didn't have the details on it, so I just kind of filed that away in the hmm folder. Now, over the rest of August and September, I started to get a real feel for house church ministry and the power that comes from it. I mean, having a big church service is definitely not bad, but there's this level of intimacy that just comes with smaller gatherings. And the house church that I was a part of, I was blessed to see healings, deliverances, baptisms. People were stepping up to teach the Word of God who I never thought that they would. To say this was an amazing experience wouldn't do it justice, and honestly, by the end of September, I just knew the Lord was calling me to be a house church leader. More specifically, it was for young adults, and that was what he wanted this new house to be used for in West Fullerton. So we enter into October. 
I start looking for a home at the previous prompting of the Lord, but instead of walking through the particulars with Jesus first, I made the decision on what kind of payment I was going to want and afford and started looking at homes in a price range that fit that payment. However, before I started looking at those types of homes, there was this one house that caught my eye. It was much higher than the prices I was entertaining at the time, but it was my literal dream home. It had a huge open floor concept. It could hold a huge house church gathering and had a big yard for the dog to run around in and a master bedroom that was just to die for. But again, this was outside of my price range. I just clicked the little favorite button so I could, you know, kind of gloat a little bit at it if I wanted to and went back to looking at homes that were in my price range. During my first couple of weeks in looking at homes, though, I started to realize something. Homes in Fullerton, they're not cheap. And, and the ones in the range that I was looking at, they were going to need some work, $30,000, dollars $50,000, to get them ready for what the Lord had told me that I was going to use this house for. On top of all of that, as you would imagine, the competition for these homes in this price range was significantly higher due to those lower asking prices. So after spending weeks in unnecessary frustration, I finally decided to do what I should have done in the beginning, and I spent time with the Lord to ask Him, Lord, what am I supposed to be looking for? I did some more specific math based on interest rates that had slightly dropped for the homes. I figured out what a loan for $30,000 would be for improvements and the payment with that. I then went through my budget. I found some things that I could lower or even cut out altogether. And with all that factored in, much to my surprise, I realized I can actually bump my price. This puts me in the turnkey home range that would require minor work at best. And then almost immediately, I remembered the dream home. So I quickly opened up my MLS listings. I went to the favorites. I found the house. And can you believe it? The house was under contract. <laughs> I know. This was supposed to be the climax. Sorry. It was a hot market. Houses like that don't stay on the open market for two weeks. So I'm thinking, okay, well, good lesson, Lord. Should have worked with you first, Jesus. Message received. And I went back to looking again, but this time at that higher price range. Almost immediately after starting my new search, though, all of a sudden, I felt like the Lord just pulled me out of house church, called me out, and took me back to the Anaheim campus. I spent a lot of time in prayer, and I felt like it was the thing that I was supposed to do. So I reached out to my house church pastors. I let them know what I had gotten from the Lord. And, and while they were both sad, they said that as I was talking to them, they were getting a sense this was right. And that was that. The next week, I was going back to the campus in Anaheim. Now, candidly, everybody, I was kind of shaken up. This was completely unexpected. I never got any sense whatsoever that I was ever going to leave that house church. But again, when Jesus says move, you move. That first week back on campus, though, was absolutely amazing. You know, there's just those times where you know that you're smack dab in the middle of the will of God by being exactly where you're supposed to be, doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing with exactly who you're supposed to be doing it with. But even knowing that, I was still frustrated because I'm experiencing a lot of resistance in getting a home in Fullerton. Not only is the real estate market crazy just in general, but in Fullerton specifically, there's investors that are buying up properties left and right because we've got two colleges there. There's never a shortage of renters. Rent can go a little bit higher. And yet again, I decided I was going to go get myself a home. I mean, I'm not at a Fullerton house church anymore. Maybe I'm not supposed to be on the Fullerton team. Maybe my trajectory has changed. West Fullerton isn't the thing, right? 
So in my frustration with that resistance, I expanded my search to other cities in the area. But I still just kept losing out on offer after offer after offer. And then all of a sudden, the next Tuesday, after my first Sunday back, I was checking the listings. The dream home came back up on the market again. I immediately called my real estate agent. I said, listen, I want to get into this house. I believe this is my house. I want this house. I'm declaring that this is my house, right? Well, she calls me back a couple of hours later and let me know they had a backup offer. They accepted it and it was coming back off the market again. Okay, Lord, not sure why I had to learn that lesson a second time, but message received. That same day, I found another home in Anaheim that was right around the corner from the church. And, and honestly, I was so burnt out at this point, I just put an offer in on that house so I could just be done with this nonsense. And I'm sure that you're going to be surprised to hear, I found out the next day on Wednesday that offer also did not get accepted. Now, I'm about six offers deep at this point of not getting houses. And to say that I'm frustrated would probably be the biggest understatement of the year. Y'all, I'm not used to losing. See, it's not because I'm amazing. I just have a big God. I believe my big God for big God things, and big God things happen in my life on the regular. So in other words, this was very unusual for me. But in these types of situations, you've got one strategy and one strategy only, and that's to go to Jesus. So the next morning, it's Thursday, I begin to vent my frustrations to the Lord about just how hard it was to get a home, like somehow he's surprised. I was crying about how the market was a nightmare, how the area he told me I was going to buy in was super competitive, how I'm losing out offer after offer to investors that had more money. I reminded him of what he said and how much I didn't understand. And I got one single response. So are you done trying to make it happen so I can make it happen? <sighs> I repented right there. Okay. Okay. Yes, Lord. You said you'd do it. You'll do it. He then gave me a very specific word, and he said that I was going to meet someone at church, and it would be their house that he was going to give me. So a few days later, it's Sunday. I'm back on campus in service for the second week. I just kind of had this uneasy feeling though. It was so different from the first week back on campus. And I'm telling you that first week, I was 100% sure that I was supposed to be there. But this week, it was just off. So I started asking the Lord towards the end of this service, God, why does this feel so weird today? And then the Lord told me, okay, well, next week, you're gonna go back to house church. Um, what? I'm sorry, Lord, but I've got some questions. Like, first off, did I miss it? Like, this didn't feel like a rebuke, like, oh, you should have never left to begin with. And then also, what's the reason for taking me out in the first place? And if I didn't miss it, why only for two weeks? I mean, come on, Lord, as you're telling me to go back to house church, the pastor of my house church is explaining to everyone that I was called out, I'm not coming back, and I'm going to be at campus moving forward. So now I'm super confused, and as I'm walking out, I see a couple of really good friends of mine, and I started catching up with them, and the conversation went something like this. Hey, Justin, how's everything going? Oh, you know, not, not too bad. I've been looking into buying a house, and, you know, been kind of hard to find something, but hey, listen, I'm believing the Lord's going to come through. He always does. Oh, wow, you know what? I didn't know that you were already looking. Man, I wish I would have, though. We actually put our house on the market. It's an escrow right now. And then his wife speaks up, and she says, well, that's true but we've already accepted one offer that didn't go through. And now these second buyers, they haven't put their money into escrow. And if they don't do it by 5 p.m. tomorrow, we can walk away with no issues. So now my spidey senses are officially tingling at this point, And I begin to ask some questions like, oh, so 
so where do y'all live? Oh, you know, we live in West Fullerton. Oh, really? So what's the address? Everyone, they gave me the address. I put it into my search. Y'all, it was the dream home. This was the home that was highlighted to me all the way back at the beginning of my search. The one that I tried to get into more than once. The second buyers ended up not putting their money in. They gave no explanation as to why. We opened up escrow and I moved in just before Christmas. And just because God never has a singular purpose behind his plans, y'all, this house used to serve as one of the largest rock groups for young adults at the Anaheim campus. And I'm excited to say that we're also going to be running a young adults-led house church out of this house every Friday night. And many of the new leaders that are going to lead this house church were many of the people who were attending that rock group years ago. See, the level of detail in this story is not something that I could have manufactured, and honestly, this kind of thing shouldn't even be surprising. This is exactly how it's supposed to be in his kingdom, and more importantly, in your life. So if you have a need, be encouraged, because there is no lack, and God loves to meet real needs. Go to him, ask him where you're supposed to be, and just do the thing, even if it sounds crazy, because he will do it. He's done it for me, he keeps doing it for me, and he'll do it for you. So I want to leave you with one final question that I want you to ponder on. What kind of stories do you want in your life? Do you want the ones where you followed a strategy, got it, and attributed it to Jesus? Or do you want the story where because of your relationship with him, he was the one who did more for you than you could have even asked? I'm so glad that I went with the Jesus one this time because that's the story that has the power to change lives and bring hope. And I hope that it's done the same for you. Praise God. Listen, I love this story on so many levels. It, it's, I love how he said, I have a big God, so I expect big things. And that is an encouragement to me and almost a challenge to me. Like, am I believing God big enough? Am I believing God for, like, for just in the totality of who he is, that his goodness will always be a, a provider for my life, right? And I love how his story reminded me of Genesis 15, 6. Genesis 15, 6. I'm going to read it in the NLT version. And it goes like this. Abraham believed the Lord and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. Because of his faith. In Justin's story about the house, he had faith. God told him something specific, but he didn't tell him where the house was going to be. He just said it's time to start saving for a house. It wasn't for a specific event. It wasn't for a specific home. But in the process of time, he told him where it would be, just like God told Abram where to go. Listen, go to a land that I will tell you about, right? And that's like this. It's just I feel like there's a great parallel here between Justin's story about the house and Abram's story about his journey out of Ur of the Chaldeans into the land of Canaan to receive his promise. And I remember when my pastor broke this down to me because a couple of years ago, I, I, always, I would always believe God for specific things. Like I'm believing God for this. I'm praying for this specifically. And like if God doesn't do what I want him to do and what I'm believing him for, then like, I don't know what to believe type of thing. And I think that a lot of people 
do that with the Lord. They go on their prayer time, which is great communication with God. And But a part of their like to do this, they're like, Lord, I want you to do this. I'm believing for this specifically. And I want this to happen specifically. And now that's not, I don't believe that that's wrong. But I remember when my pastor broke this open to me and said, why, why can't you just believe God to believe God generally? And that's what Abram did. It says, he believed the Lord and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his faith. He believed the Lord for the son of promise. And when he received Isaac, the son of promise, the Lord told him to go onto a mountain and kill his promise. And Abram was going to kill his promise because the Bible says that he believed that God would raise him from the dead. Right before he went to sacrifice his son, he told his servant, listen, we're going to, the boy and I are going to go on the mountain and we together are going to come back. He believed God for the promise. And then when God told him to let go of the promise, he believed God that he would still obtain the promise somehow and in some way. Abram just believed God, period. He believed God in his totality. He believed God's voice. He believed God's direction. And he believed that God's way was best for him. And that's what Justin's story reminds me of, that he believed God, that when God gave him one simple instruction, it's time to start saving for a house. He didn't tell him the exact steps, but Justin believed God to believe God because he said, "I my God's big, so I believe him for big things. So whatever this outcome is, it's gonna be big and it's gonna be for me and it's gonna be by God. That's what I wanna talk to you about today. Just believe God to believe God, period. Overall, generally, not logically, not everything that you can understand, not in the way that you think it's going to go. So many times in my life, I had, I had thought that something was going to happen. And all throughout my journey, I would, the Holy Spirit would tell me to do something. I would go. It wouldn't turn out how I thought. And now all of these specific events are coming to this one point. And I'm realizing, wow, Lord, all those times that I didn't understand, but I went because you told me to have all been building upon a foundation for me to continue in this life's been different ministry and some of the things that we are going to announce going forward. It's like everything is for his purpose for, you know, good things happen to those who love God and I love God. And so does Justin and it's epic. So let me tell you why Justin's story has added to my story. Like Justin, I heard the Lord tell me a couple months ago, hey, it's time for you to make a move and I want you to start going back to the Anaheim campus, which is another way of saying to our church's main campus. I had moved about 45 minutes away without traffic from one North Orange County to South Orange County and that's where I had been living for four months. I think I even shared a couple of months ago back in August that I had just gotten my dream home. So I had just signed a lease for my dream home I was living on the beach. It was everything that I could have ever prayed for. It was the home that I prayed for for three years. Literally, I prayed for this specific spot for three years and I got it. And four months later, the Lord said, I want you to start going back to the church's main campus, which is 45 minutes away. So every Sunday I would get in my car and drive back down. I had no intention. I was just going to sit and receive. I wasn't trying to serve. I wasn't trying to do any of that. The Lord said, go back to the Anaheim campus. So I went just like the Lord told Justin, leave the house church and go back to the Anaheim campus. 
that campus that Justin went back to is the same campus that the Lord had me go back to. And thus, Justin and I got reconnected. I actually remember the first time I walked back into the sanctuary, Justin saw me and was like, hey, are you back at this campus? And I said, I don't know, but I think so. And he put his hand on his jaw and said, hmm, I think there's something big that's supposed to happen with the both of us. And I was like, yeah, sure, whatever, let's do it. I'm down, let's talk about it later, right? Well, let me let me continue this story on how this big with the both of us happened to come about, right? So I started going to young adults. He saw me again. He's like, bro, you back at young adults? I'm like, dude, I don't know. The Lord just told me to start coming on Sundays. And now I'm starting to come on young adults. I have a heart for young adults. I'm just here. I'm just trying to sit here, right? Like I'm just doing this. I'm just here. I'm here to receive. I'm here to receive. He's like, man, I feel like there's something that's supposed to happen between the both of us. Well, I didn't know that he was going through this whole house buying thing, which is six minutes away from our church. The Lord's telling me that I need to move. So I seek counsel from my senior pastors and my senior pastor, Kimberly Dearman, was like, yo, you should call Justin. So I sat on it for a month, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, come to find out that I get asked by my senior pastor, Jerry Dearman, Kimberly's husband, right? The husband and wife, Jerry and Kimberly Dearman, founders of The Rock in Anaheim, right? So I get asked to be my senior pastor's executive assistant. My senior pastor's son, Jonathan, is the campus and the young adult pastor. He calls me in his office, asks me to do this dream role I could have never even imagined fulfilling, right? And I'm over here like, Lord, you just told me to come back to Anaheim. And I've literally been asked to do two of my dream jobs. Like I didn't submit an application. I didn't submit a notice. I didn't say, hey, I'm coming back. Is there something for me? I just started coming back. Come to find out, I connect with Justin. I'm supposed to leave and move from San Clemente back to Fullerton. Don't know how. I get these offers. Guess where I'm seriously recording this podcast at? In Justin's house, who I just moved into on Saturday. Now we're roommates. The Lord told him to go back to the Anaheim campus and to buy a house. The Lord told me to leave my house and go back to Anaheim. We see each other. We say something big's about to happen. And now we've like come together and he's doing what he's doing. I've been asked to do what I'm doing. And now all of a sudden out of nowhere, we live together. And now we're literally partners in the ministry. And we've, it's like, we've been friends for our whole lives. Like that's the Lord right? The Lord told me to do something and I just believed him to believe him. The Lord told him to do something. He just believed him to believe him. And now these two people have come together in a partnership, in ministry, sowing into people's lives, sowing into young adults. And now Justin has this beautiful home where we could have a, you know, all of these young adult events, you know, disciple people and a community has been birthed because God told two people in separate places to do something specific. They were obedient. They went and God put them together. And now we still don't really know what this big thing that God has for us to do. But all I know is now we live together and we're both totally open and submitted to do whatever God wants us to do and to do, to do it however God wants us 
to do it. So let me wrap up with that last thought. Let's just believe God to believe God. Why do you have to believe God for a specific thing? Why can't you just believe God to believe God for who he is because he loves you and because of his goodness towards you? This is a life's been different life. Being wholly submitted, wholly given to the Lord Jesus Christ and open to be used for whatever he wants to do through you. Listen, if you've never made Jesus your Lord and Savior, if you've never experienced this guiding of the Holy Spirit, I want you to experience that for your life. I want you to start walking in a new way, in a life's been different way. Pray the prayer with me at the end of this episode. It's in the outro with the music, you know, but pray it and believe it in your heart and you will be saved and you will start the journey of a thousand miles with your first step toward Jesus. I remember the day that I got saved and made this decision. It was September 3rd, 2016. I'll never forget it because that was the day I met the Lord Jesus and my life's been different ever since. And like for me that day, today is your day. The day you decide to make Jesus Christ your Lord and your Savior. When you make that decision, I want to commission you to start to begin to live your life differently by becoming a follower of Jesus. Decide. And let us together, you and I, begin to live life differently. I love you, and I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Life's Been Different with Marco Moncada. For more information on Life's Been Different, our clothing, my music, and new book, OSL, the online discipleship course by Solid Lives, or how to send in your testimony to be featured on the Life's Been Different podcast, visit lifespindifferent.com. Hey, If you haven't received Jesus Christ to be your personal Lord and Savior, we would like to give you the opportunity right here, right now. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to die for my sins. I confess that Jesus is Lord and believe in my heart that he was raised from the dead and is alive today. Forgive me of my sins. Make me completely clean. Fill me with the Holy Spirit and help me become the person you created me to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, congratulations. Welcome to the kingdom. Jesus is real. Turn from your sin, turn to him, and go and tell the world why your life's been different.